Have you ever felt like there's not enough time to learn? In today's busy world, it's easy to get swept up with your day-to-day operations, meaning your own personal growth gets put to one side. But what if there was a different way to learn? What if we could swap tension for relaxation and unwind with a story? That's one of the reasons we've created this new series on subject matter, the What If Stories, where we ask what if history turned out differently? Now, we won't be compromising on the valuable lessons, but our fictional format makes for an easier listen for you and gives your imagination room to play. Because in our What If Stories, not everything is as it seems. For today's story, we started by asking, what if there was a way our full potential could come to life before our eyes? What would that look like? This episode is partially inspired by the first two lines of Astutely's purpose statement, and this guides everything that we do for subject matter and for our clients, and they are, we believe that when you feel misunderstood, you cannot become the person you were born to be. We believe that living without realizing your full potential is the greatest tragedy of all. We also believe that anyone, regardless of background or experience, can unlock their powerful potential too. As to how that happens in this story, you'll have to listen and find out. As this is a new experiment, I'd love to hear any feedback you have on our second What If Story. You can send me a message on Twitter, at Ben Bradbury underscore, or email me directly, ben at benbradbury.com. And now, may I present the second subject matter What If Story, The Mirror of Understanding. It was hidden at the back of a dusty bookstore and one glance would change my life. It's a cold Sunday morning in the city. Shouting merchants flog their wares as I stumble through the market in full swing. The city doesn't seem to have noticed it's a day of rest. I couldn't have bought anything here that would cure my dissatisfaction. Today is the end of a back-breaking six-day week. My law firm was snowed under dealing with a frenzied client and I'd been working day and night, even having a restless overnight stay on the office sofas yesterday. This was my one day off this week, and I wanted to be somewhere, anywhere, other than the office. This stress might have been bearable if I liked the job I was doing, but the truth is, the meaning had long gone. Long ago, I'd wanted to take a different path, to work in my true passion of education reform, But life had a funny way of pushing me into one uncomfortable box after another, and years later I'm stuck on this hamster wheel, working crazy hours for a cause I don't care about, my dream's flame reduced to nothing more than a low flicker. I whirl around, looking for refuge from the onslaught of hungry shopkeepers. Out of the corner of my eye, I spot a weather-beaten sign saying, McGowan's Books. The rickety building looks thoroughly out of place, sandwiched between the city's glistening glass towers. It's like as if someone had completely modernized a mansion and forgot about the ancient library. I beeline for the bookstore, leaving the market's chaos behind me. 
and step through the wooden frame. This is more like it. Piles of ancient tomes are piled high all around the entrance room. Little did I know what I'd find deeper inside. A short, kindly-looking lady, who I presume to be Mrs. McGowan, greets me. She peers at me through a pair of giant glasses that make her look like a curious kind of frog. Make yourself at home, dear, she says. Thank you. The McGowans, whoever they were, had apparently smuggled half the Library of Alexandria in here before it burned down. This was no regular charity bookstore. I looked down one of the corridors and saw the start of a winding passage with no end in sight. By now, my curiosity was hooked. Learning was a lifelong passion of mine, and from my parents' work in the classroom, I've seen how much difference the right book at the right time can make to a student's life. This place seemed to vibrate with that potential from every shelf. I received a parting smile from Mrs. McGowan and head down the winding corridor. I had been wandering for many, many minutes. By this point, it had dawned on me that this was less of a bookstore and more a labyrinth, walled with knowledge at every turn. Mrs. McGowan was nowhere to be seen. In fact, come to think of it, no one was. I hadn't seen anyone for what felt like ages. At last, I came to a small, windowless room lit by a few crimson candles burning in the corners. I picked a book off the shelves, and as I leafed through the pages, I thought to myself, this bookstore looked tiny from the outside. I was sure I'd have reached the walls of one of the two gleaming skyscrapers either side of the store, yet the corridor just kept going. Was there more to this bookstore than meets the eye? As I turned to leave, I noticed a curious glint coming from what looked like a stack of large dictionaries. After heaving the books to one side, I stepped back to see what was hidden behind it and was confronted with a mirror. It was tall, taller than me, and framed with two twisting pillars, ornately carved and finished with gold that twirled around the frame like a pair of dancing snakes. At the top, engraved onto a white marble plaque, were four words. Feeling understood unlocks potential. At first glance, I hadn't the faintest idea what the words meant, but there was something different in the candlelit scene I saw reflected back at me. Something that made me feel like the mirror was looking at me, looking into me. And then my reflection began to change. One minute, the mirror's surface was a pristine pool of water, smooth and shining. The next, it was as if tiny droplets of rain were falling on it. The surface began to shimmer, then bigger droplets distorted the scene even further. I watched my wide-eyed face ripple, change, until suddenly I realized my reflection's clothes have changed. I'm no longer wearing the grey jacket I was when I walked into the bookstore. I'm wearing a suit. And for that matter, I'm no longer in a room at the back of a bookstore. I'm walking to a podium. 
Captivated, I rushed closer to the mirror to get a better look at the scene playing out in front of me. The mirror's picture had zoomed out now, revealing a larger stage. And this wasn't just a university lecture hall, I was speaking to a large audience who appeared to be clapping during my entrance too. As this other version of myself stepped behind the podium, the audience settled down. After a few seconds of smiling remarks, I watched myself step back and proudly look up as the presentation's title slide came into focus, bearing the pivotal message, reimagining the future of education. These words resonated to my core. How had the mirror known? Mouth agape, I stared entranced, watching the presentation unfold. The mirror was playing out my innermost ambition. For years, when my parents returned home from teaching, I had seen the havoc my country's stance on education was wreaking on people's lives. I knew that removing access to education cuts off students' futures and stops them achieving their potential, and I wanted to reform this broken system. Except I hadn't. The busy, messy reality of life got in my way, and when it came time to choose my path, I put my dream to one side and instead trained as a lawyer with safe hopes of a high salary a secure job, and a comfortable life. Yet here it was, the very dream I had placed on a shelf like one of Mrs. McGowan's books, springing to life in front of me with blinding clarity. How could this dream still happen? Was there still time? I tore my eyes away from the mirror and slumped into a nearby chair in a daze. Had I just watched a scene of what could have been? Or what was yet to come? The golden mirror had understood me. The scene it played out was completely attuned to my emotional frequency, connecting deep within my heart and head. Never before had I seen my dreams painted in such vivid color. On that fateful day, I realized that without feeling understood, you cannot become the person you were born to be. A life lived without realizing your potential is the greatest tragedy of all. That was why, on that cold Sunday morning, Mrs. McGowan's golden mirror changed everything for me. I suddenly saw, as clearly as I saw myself speaking on stage, the limiting stories I was telling myself. That there were too many obstacles, not enough time, and every other excuse under the sun that was a blatant forgery, made real by the comfort zone I was too afraid to leave. And if I continued down that path for long enough, my comfort zone would become the graveyard where my once great potential had withered and perished. What is a promise of safety compared to choosing to follow your dreams? Nothing. In that moment of understanding, I realized that the tiny flame flickering inside of me, focused on education reform, had not missed its moment. Choosing to make a difference in education reform was up to me. I decided that the mirror's vision to reimagine the future of education was not what could have been, but what was to come. I stood up, taking one last searching look at the mirror. 
Its smooth surface gleamed back, showing my normal reflection once more, as if nothing had ever happened. Yet it was as if we both understood what potential had been unlocked. Did my reflection just flash a knowing smile back at me? Or did I imagine it? I make my way through the labyrinth of books, receiving a warm smile from little Mrs. McGowan as I re-enter the main room. Stepping through the dusty doorframe, I walk back through the market, deaf to the shopkeeper's screechings, and take out my phone. Hey mum, I know, I know, it's been a while. Listen, remember I always said I wanted to help you and dad with your teaching? Well, I've got some big news. Hey, it's Ben here. Just before you head off, one quick thing. This podcast teaches you the skill of empathetic communication. And if you're interested in accelerating your empathetic communication and to start applying it to your brand and business, we've created an actionable five-step checklist which breaks down the exact steps you need to take to unlock this skill and start creating messages that connect with your customers and employees' heads and hearts. You can download it for free over on our website, weareastutely.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Subject Matter.